Good afternoon and welcome to Culture Carousel. This program is produced by 98.7 DZFE, The Master's Touch. I am your host, Irene De Jesus Obligacion. Viva Voce Voice Lab recently mounted Giacomo Puccini's La Bohème. In that celebrated production, the sweet, tragic Mimi was brought to life by today's guest, soprano Ana Migalos. Born in the United States, Ana is a graduate of the Philippine High School for the Arts and the University of the Philippines, and is one of the protégés of Camille and Pablo Molina. She has certainly made her teachers proud, having studied and won awards internationally. Just last year, Anna took part in the Prague Opera Festival. We'll listen to some of her performances at that event. Alongside our conversation, where Anna tells us what it takes to become an opera singer on the international stage. From the 2022 Prague Opera Festival, here is the poison aria from Charlou Gounod's Romeo and Juliet, performed by soprano Anna Migalos and the Prague Opera Festival Orchestra with conductor Jaroslav Kislink.
Good afternoon. Good afternoon, Miss Irene. Thank you so much for agreeing to this uh, short chat in our program. What do you believe is the most challenging thing about being a singer of operatic literature today? Well, first, singing opera is not easy. It takes years and years of training and experience. And even then, like with most things in life, you keep learning as you go. For a singer... The instrument is the voice, which means that the instrument is inside of us. We build it with every breath, and how good it sounds is dependent on that breath and the thoughts that go with that breath. Your mental state informs and affects everything from the breath you take at the beginning of each phrase to each note that you sing, especially the high ones. And herein lies the rub. Because the voice is physically part of our bodies. If it's not, let's say, inherently or innately beautiful, we can't upgrade it to, let's say, a Steinway or a, for a violin Stradivarius. We have to work with what we have and make it the best possible instrument it can be. And then on top of that, the situation for singers today is also challenging, young singers, because not only do you... Expend all your effort into becoming the best singer and artist you can be. But you also have to devote time into being entrepreneurial. You become your own brand. 
we must maintain an impeccable social media presence, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Although I have to admit, I don't have TikTok and Twitter, but still, in this day and age when everyone has a cell phone, your every performance, the good, the bad, the ugly, can all end up online. And if it's a good performance, great. But if you're caught on a bad day, my gosh, que horror. You're only as good as your last performance. Apart from social media, you must find management, create performance videos for submission to competitions, schools, young artist programs, study grants. And then if you are selected past the video auditions, that usually means you have to fly to wherever the program or the competition is. And that requires funds. And then on top of that, you need to look good. That means nice gowns, accessories, makeup. You are your own glam squad. And that is also a project of social media. And then on top of that, these days, especially in our country, in our context, if you can't find jobs or gigs, and let's admit there really isn't that much, you create your own. You mount your own concert, your own recital, your own opera production. You become producer, fundraiser, production manager, ticket salesperson, promoter, and singer. So now we multitask. We must multitask and be everything rolled into one. So yeah, that's, I think, what is really challenging about being an opera singer today. The singing and then the entrepreneurial side. <laughs> so you're all super people, super woman, oh, super singer. What do you do to bring freshness and uh, new perspectives to music that you or others have sung many times before? I go to the text because the same text can mean different things to different people. You know, we are all different with unique experiences in life. So we can interpret something so many ways. So I like to go into the text and see what it means to me, how I understand it in that moment. That said, I also let the music guide my choices. You know, the composer heard the poem or the text a certain way and therefore composed around his own discernment of that text. So for me, that is half or even more than half the equation. My challenge is, how do I meld the composer's music with my own interpretation? And then no two performances are ever the same because today I'll wake up my throat's not that good. You know, I'm a bit tired. Tomorrow I'll wake up and everything is so easy. Uh, what developments in your field are you most excited about? Uh, what upcoming projects do you have in the pipeline? Developments in my field. Uh, I sing with a group of opera singers called Viva Voce Voice Lab with Pablo and Camille Molina. And we, in collaboration with Jay Glorioso's Music Artists, we just wrapped up a run of Puccini's La Boheme. We did four shows. Actually, it was originally three shows, but we had to add one more because we sold out all three and we kept getting ticket inquiries. Our La Boheme was directed by Nelsito Gomez, who insisted we do it in the Mirror Studio Theater. It's a small black box theater in Poblacion, Makati, because his goal was to strip away the grandiose trappings of opera. He wanted the audience to experience the bare bones and what truly matters, the drama, the music, the singing. The theater is located in Poblacion, Makati, 
which is the hub of the young, the hip, and the, the artsy crowd. And we wanted to draw in a different kind of opera goer. To quote our director, Nell, we wanted to draw in a crowd whose hearts and spirits may resonate with the ideals of Puccini's young and brave bohemians. It was the first time that this opera was performed in such an intimate venue, which is, I think, a development in the field, at least here in the Philippines. We wanted to show that opera doesn't need to be at the CCP Main Theater or at the Met, although that's very nice too. And that you can take away all of the grandeur and the expensive tickets and still have the very essence of opera, the beautiful music, beautiful singing, and very human drama. As for upcoming projects, well, Viva Voce's La Boheme was such a success, if I may say so myself, that it is being picked up and moved to another venue. Um, I cannot say yet where and by whom, when uh, the target months are September through October. When plans are more concrete, I would love to tell you more about it. And to go back to what I said earlier about what's hard about being a singer now, this La Boheme was really a passion project for all of us, Viva Voce. We were production manager, ticket salesperson, promoter, and the actual singers in the show. So that was challenging, but it was so much fun also at the same time. And it was so rewarding because the reviews that we got were really great and we were able to tap into a different kind of opera goer. For me, I have an upcoming project for myself. I am singing the titular role of Suor Angelica, um, Puccini's opera about a princess who is cast into a convent by her family for an indiscretion that resulted in a child. And I'm singing this in Vienna in July as part of the Vienna Summer Music Festival with a full orchestra. So I'm very excited about that. When I was thinking about this, I thought it's kind of funny if that's even the right word. But so many operatic plots involve the soprano dying. I have played Violetta in La Traviata. She dies of consumption. I've played Mimi in La Boheme, who also dies of consumption. And now I get to play Angelica, who in a fit of madness takes her own life. Should be interesting. The music is so painfully and tragically beautiful. I cannot wait. Congratulations to your group for staging the opera in Poblacion and really bring it down to ordinary people's level. That's really a feat in itself. So good for you guys. Anna, in your view, what is the key to becoming a world-class performer? Number one and very, very crucial, perhaps the most crucial, is to get a good teacher. I have seen and known quite a number of singers who have naturally beautiful voices and such fantastic talent whose voices were unfortunately damaged by teachers who didn't know what they were doing and they have to spend years unlearning and then relearning how to sing so it's a bit of a waste of time and it slows down your progress and your career yeah so there get a good teacher another one is to grab as many opportunities to perform or study or compete important, compete, that come your way. If you're starting out, if you're a student especially. My regret is that I didn't really compete. I was too scared. I felt I was never ready. So now that I'm older, I'm thinking I should have joined all of those competitions. Win or lose, win or lose, I should have joined. So now that I'm a teacher, 
I'm telling my students, compete. Even the small competitions, the kundiman competition in the mall, go do it, you know, and then move on, move up. I mean, there are competitions here, Jovita Fuentes, Namsha, of course. So win or lose, go for it. Also, there is as much to learn from the best as there is from the worst. I always encourage my students to sit in everybody's lessons. If you're free, you're not doing anything, sit in your classmates' lesson. Listen, there is so much to learn from the best as there is from the worst. Both singers, both student and professional, teachers also, conductors, directors. And then know that singing is not all about you and your voice. I think that's the trap of so many singers, myself included. You focus so much on my voice and I have to sound beautiful and how, how do I produce this sound? But we forget that singing is just as much about the music and the drama. And in any performance, it is also about your colleagues, the pianist, the orchestra, the conductor, and especially the other singers that you are sharing the stage with. Yeah, so... You can't get trapped in your own brain and thinking, myself, myself, you know, me, myself, and I, and my voice. Another thing would be to enjoy other genres of music and of art. There is so much to learn from artists across all genres, and it can only make you a more well-rounded artist. Because if you expose yourself to all of these other genres of art and music, you have more to draw from for your own performances. Another thing is to protect your instrument, whatever that means for you. You have to get to know yourself, your voice, your mind, your character, your body, and care for it the way it needs to be taken care of. Push it, push yourself, step out of your comfort zone. This is something I have to remind myself of every day. Yeah, because comfort is nice. <laughs> comfort is easy, you know, but be fearless. Always. And if you're afraid, who cares? Do it anyway. I'm, what, I'm 37 now. There's a lot that I would have wished that I'd done in the past. Because of fear and feeling that, oh my gosh, not yet. I'll be ready. Give me a few more months. Give me one more year. Give me two more years. And then I'm like, wait, wait, wait. I didn't get to compete. I didn't get to try out for this. I didn't get to try out for that. So now I'm playing catch up. Yeah. So be fearless. Or even if you are afraid do it. Just do it anyway. Anna, going back to what you said about picking the right teacher no, for yourself so that you don't get wrong instructions, would it really help for a young promising singer to try to get an application for a scholarship uh, abroad to study further? Yes and no. There are also not so great teachers abroad. Um, so it really depends. You can go to the most prestigious schools and not be so lucky. Or let's say you, you get into a really prestigious school and then you have a star teacher who is supposedly famous for churning out fantastic students who have careers. A lot of them have so many students because everybody wants to study under so-and-so. And people fall in between the cracks, let's say. They're not given all the attention that they're needed. So because the teachers are busy, they're doing so many other things. They're teaching so many other people, other singers. So I think the key is wherever you go, you have to find a really good teacher. Thank you.
That was today's guest, soprano Ana Migalos, and pianist Shidnek Cloda in Call Me Solio from Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart's Cosi Fantute. Earlier, we heard Anna and the Prague Opera Festival Orchestra with conductor Yaroslav Kislink in the Poison Aria from Gounod's Romeo and Juliet. Both were recorded at last year's Prague Opera Festival. You can find more of Anna's performances on YouTube and Facebook. And that's all for this Culture Carousel. Do join me again at the same time next week for another impression of the Filipino classical music scene. Culture Carousel is produced by 98.7 DZFE, The Master's Touch. And this has been your host, Irene Tesus Obligacion. <laughs>